Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. So the right time to do it is when you need to do it for you and your family. So people might say, oh, I've heard it's not a good time. And that's because of what they've read in the papers. Hello and welcome to the In For A Penny podcast, hosted by me, Josh Gersler, a chartered financial planner and owner of The Orchard Practice, and co-hosted by Mark Schoffman, a personal finance journalist. We're here to simplify all things personal finance and money related, in the hope that you'll be able to learn one small thing each episode which helps improve your life and have some fun whilst you listen to us. Hit the subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. Some of you have asked how the building work is going. Well, it's pretty much finished and we are waiting for the builder to come back just to dot the I's and cross the T's. Although the pace that it's gone at, who knows when that will actually happen. A recommendation for a TV show for you. It's The Traitors on BBC. Don't know if anyone has seen it. If you haven't, go and watch it. Probably the best thing on TV for a long time. It's a reality TV show, which is not something I usually watch but the psychology of it is very clever, very easy watch, very interesting watch, probably because it's something new that hasn't been done before. Uh, Let me know what you think about it. Finally, if you're listening to this and you have not yet left us a review, please do so. It lets us know you're enjoying what you hear and gives us the motivation to carry on recording for you. So in for a penny listeners, I give you the latest episode, Do Journalists Cause Market Panic? Hi Mark, how you doing? Okay, how are you? I'm good. I want to know how you uh, how you roll on a Sunday morning because we are recording on a Sunday morning. Yeah. What, what time do you get up? I like to get up slowly. Maybe I'll um, roll over and check my phone, look what's going on on on, on the Twitter, and, and you know download the Times. Does your alarm go off, or does someone wake you, you know, up? Well, sometimes you wake me up with messages that I roll over and tap you. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, no alarm, no alarms on a Sunday morning. Don't be silly. Um, but I was, yeah, I was impressed this morning when you messaged me. I think just after eight AM to say, "Are you up?" Yeah, I mean, I've been up for a while then. Have you? What, yeah, what time do you get up? On a I Sunday? get up about four AM. I read three oh, novels. LinkedIn influences. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm definitely not one Meditate. of those. Seven-ish yeah. is my start time because the kids are up then. But don't they sort themselves out now? Not maybe about. 15 years old or something. They're not that old. They do get out on a Sunday morning, creep down quietly to go and watch a bit of telly. Yeah. But there's always some noise that wakes me up. Yeah. And there's no point wasting the day in bed. I like to oh, get up and gotcha, get on with it. Oh, gotcha, one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You've got a whole year ahead. It's only the 8th of January now. We, you never know what the future is going to bring, Mark. Today could You're be right. your last day. Wow. I wanted to talk about this year with you because it's a milestone year for both of us. Is it? Why? It's our 40th yeah, we're both going to be 40 this year. We are, yeah. Which um, in many worlds is, is a kind of landmark to reach. Yeah. How, You've how done do you well fit? to reach it, the way you live I, your life. I know, you're right. Well, sleeping in until at least 8 <laughs> o'clock, yeah. Um, how do you feel about that? I feel absolutely fine about it. It doesn't phase me. I say that now, I'll let you know nearer the time, because it's still well, a way off. When I mean, when you were a wee Gersler, yeah. what, what did you think you would have achieved by age 40 or in your 40th year? I don't know. I don't know whether I... Uh, I wasn't one of these kids that wrote down, I'm going to do this by 
this age or whatever it may be. So yeah. I don't know, really. Um, let me have a think about it. What about you? I don't know, to be honest, because I've seen some old primary school books where I where we were asked what we wanted to be when we grew up. And I I'm going to be a journalist. No, eventually I did say that, but my first one, my first aspiration was to be a lion. Okay. So, and I had been lying around. How's that around. going for you? Well, I've been, I've been, I do a lot of lying, lying around. So there you go. Oh, very good. And finally, your microphone's got a bit clearer. Well done. Yeah, I worked out I didn't have a microphone on properly. There you go. Can you hear me? <laughs> well, you've achieved that before 40. That's a win. Yeah, there you go. I've worked out how to use a microphone. I seem to recall at a young age, at one point, wanting to be a fireman. Yeah, I think a fireman, okay. Cool. Yeah. I think you'd look good in a fireman's uniform. Thank you. Uh, footballer? Footballer? That's way too late for that. No, I play once a week. Yeah, right. Not a professional footballer. Though. No, I probably wanted to be a professional. Um, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm happy with my with my lot, as they say. What about you? Yeah, I'm happy. And smile. No one can see. Are we putting this video? If, if this goes out, here's a smile. Yeah, but we can hear it in your voice. Can you? Okay. So uh, what are we talking about today? Well, I wanted to, I do have an interesting segue because another, well, it's not a person, it's a thing that's turning 40 this year is the Halifax House Price Index. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, so for 40 years, Halifax has charted the rise and fall of house prices. So um, can you guess how far house prices have risen in 40 years? In a percentage terms? Yes. Well, it's a bit half me in percentage terms, but maybe if you tell me, I don't know, what was that price of a house 40 years ago? £50,000? Is it something like that? Around that, yeah. And now the average price must be about 300000 A bit less than that, but yeah, something like that. So I can't do the maths in top of my head, but what's that, like 600% or something? It's a 974%. There you go. That's the answer. There we go. Um, so I, as a journalist, write a lot about house prices, because I mainly write about property at the moment. And... Um, one of the criticisms I and much many of my colleagues in the industry get is that we are scaremongering when we're saying house prices are going up. No, many, many when we're saying house prices are going down, funnily enough, when we say house prices are going down. Yeah. I wanted to, to chat about that a bit, if you like. Sure. About what sort of role journalists, and maybe we can talk about what role financial advisors should play as well in reporting on data and whether we should be talking up the market or whether we should be objective or honest. Okay. Is that it? Should or you're going, start with... start the, you're going to start the chat? I'm going to start. <laughs> I'll start, should I start with my view? So, because when, when we get, so there are releases from um, organisations such as Halifax Nationwide and, and the Land Registry on a monthly basis. Yeah. If we just look at property as, as an example, and they'll tell us how far house prices have grown over the month and or and also on an annual basis. Um, in recent years, things have been going up, 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 thanks to the pandemic and low mortgage rates and all these sorts of things. Um, but in recent months, uh, prices have been going down, 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 down. So obviously, well, journalists... Well, you're there. a great journalist, the way you just reuse words, up, 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 down, down, down. <laughs> Is that how you get your word counted? That's how I kept my yes, work yes, out. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, so as journalists, my opinion, my view is we just report on the figures. But then often criticism comes back that we're not being honest about the market. We're not reflecting what's truly happening. And we're talking 
us help helping the country talk itself into a housing market crash. So, because there can are I just um, unpick that bit? So, who throws this criticism? You like? Do, do people call you? Do they email you? Where do you get this criticism from? Well, it's on. You can see it on social media. You see it in comments on articles. But I mean, specifically um, for you? No, not me. Just generally about journalists and the media the thing you'll see is is it'll be the media is scaremongering i see but you don't get not, mark not shoffman doesn't get any do you ever get attacked not personally to, not personally no okay well, good because i'll I, I stick up know. for you if you do yeah i'm a yellow belt in judo my yellow i can't remember i don't think i made it that far <laughs> i can defend myself with the pen exactly it's mightier than the sword so they say yeah, i mean i know which i'd rather have in a fight you're right um, Scott, so I interrupted just to make sure you weren't getting bullied. <laughs> we do not accept I, well, I any want... form of online bullying here at Infra yeah. Podcast. Please, if you are a victim of this, um, do contact us and we'll do what we can to help. So the way I see it, if, so last week um, the Halifax came out with its latest Halli, with its latest house price index, and it said, and I had it up before, and now it's gone. Is that magic? That house, yeah. So um, annual house price growth slowed from, I think it was 8% at one point during last year to 4% at the end of last year. And prices fell on a monthly basis by 1.5%. Okay. So house prices then are falling because they've fallen over the month between November and December. So as a journalist, I would would write that story. And then I I do remember seeing some articles where, not some articles, some responses on comments on articles or on social media saying the media scaremongering about house prices uh, they don't tell the truth it's um big baits don't believe them so what i'm my i just also wonder what the public think we should be saying should we be saying house mm. prices are falling but don't worry you should still buy a house or should we just be saying house prices are falling maybe think about what you're paying yeah it's a, it's a, it's actually interesting one so you hinted to me last night that we might chat about this this morning so i didn't really have time to think about it in, in formal position so um well i mean you, you wake me up at eight o'clock in the morning you could have had hours it was your <laughs> <laughs> but what i am um, because in my mind i wanted for this podcast say how much you cause panic as journalists <laughs> but i don't know if or i'm just that- but I don't know if that's where I am because you have to, you don't have to, but you report the facts. And I think maybe that the, why people say that journalists and the media are scaremongering is how they report it potentially. Like the, the headline that might go with it or the, the main bulk of the article. So if it's simply a, if you're just given a report from Halifax, if that's what the public reads and it says house prices are down, what was it, X percent, 1 percent this month? Yeah, one, yeah. I don't think if people read that, there's a big panic or a big stress. I think when it's then accompanied maybe by a big headline, which the yeah. journalists tend to do, shock fall in house prices or something like that, um, or house prices fall for the first time in ever many years, and then in the bulk of the article, it talks about all the negatives from... I think that's what causes panic and why people don't necessarily like sometimes what the financial journalists report. 
wouldn't the articles be quite short though if all we did was say what was in them and didn't give any context well how long is the report from halifax it's long and it's just full of well you should read what they actually say in their own reports i say that's a bit where they're just trying to talk where they often try to talk up the market and find positives and have a lot of repetitive comments because i think that if you are and i've always thought this and i've always tried to relay this to to those families that i look after if you are going to buy a house for your family to live in as a family home then you shouldn't really care too much about these reports about whether house prices are going up five percent house prices are going down five percent whatever it may be if you're buying a house for your family to live in for 10 20 30 years a few percentages here and there are not going to make a difference and it's when people read these articles and don't then make that purchase or sale decision that's when it causes a problem do you get people coming into you saying i've read this article it makes me worry and like, makes have me you heard of that, that guy Shoffman says that prices are dropping 20% yeah. no, they won't necessarily say i read this one article and it says prices are dropping 20% this year and therefore I don't think I should buy but you might hear people often hear people say I don't know if this is a good time to buy and the, and my response is usually it's never the right time to buy whether from a personal reason that you might you haven't got as much money in your pocket as you might have in a year's time or you might have less in a year's time because of inflation or your family's expenses are going to go up or mortgage rates are going to go down. So it's it's never the right time really to buy. So the right time to do it is when you need to do it for you and your family. So people might say, oh, I've, I've heard it's not a good time. And that's because of what they've read in the papers. Okay. But I'm going to just do one slight defence of journalists in that they don't always write the headlines. But also... Who does? The editor? Who does? The, yeah, the editor or the sub-editor. So often I'll file a story and then it will end up with a headline that does maybe look a little bit stretchy. Do you not write a headline? Do you never write a draft headline? No, I do often write headlines on some of the property stuff I do, but there's other articles where other publications where I don't write the headline. Yeah, I think to to, uh, laymen like me and the general public, I think we would consider the editor and you as one. Like you, you guys are putting forward this article or news story or whatever, maybe. I don't think we distinguish on oh. that. Okay. But then I think the editor's doing it because they want someone to click on it. I don't know if someone would click on an article that just said Halifax reveals latest house price index. Is that exciting to you? As opposed to house prices fall for fourth month in a row. Yeah, I think you're going to get more people actually clicking when you don't reveal the answer. That tends to be what clickbait is when you give a little teaser. Halifax yeah. reveals it and you don't know what it is. So you've got to click in if you want to see it. Like Mark Shoffman holiday snaps revealed. Yeah. <laughs> Dad bod reveals. You're, gonna, you're clicking into that. Okay. I'm not sure about that, but fine. <laughs> um, and I think you always hear in this one, we talk about quite a lot amongst uh, the financial advisor community. You always see the headlines billions wiped off financial markets you know when the markets are down a tiny bit but you never re- you never see the headline billions wiped onto financial markets when there's when there's growth in it so the FTSE 100 which as you know is the top 100 uh, 
UK public companies is is I think at about a four year high at the moment. Yeah. Almost at like an all time high. And I haven't yeah. seen anything written about that really. There's nothing written about that. It's only the negative things that I'm seeing about uh inflation, interest rates, recession, house prices, whatever it may be. And and I think that's probably um, maybe what some of the people are saying. Well, why aren't you reporting this stuff? You know, we, I'm seeing articles about loads of money being pulled out of investment funds. Well, people who are in it, you know, it's it's a four year high. But you, so you say that. I think this is something I often find with people who will say I, this hasn't been covered by the media, and often it, I think it's because it's just not covered in the media. Those people are reading because I've just googled FTSE 100 all time high yeah. and put it into Google News, and there's. 368,000 results with stories in Yahoo Finance saying how high can a FTSE go. Yeah, but I, I think, um, and by the way, Mark, when I'm talking this side of the uh, the fence, I'm, I'm not arguing it at you personally, so you don't I'm have to I'm not arguing it you either. Um, I, but are the articles that you've come up with, are they yeah. in the mainstream media? I don't mean, and Yahoo Finance, no. not like the websites. Online. No, you're right. Yeah, it's not the main, well, there's the Guardian, but I wouldn't count that as necessarily the mainstream media. Um, Yes, you're right. It's more of a specialist press will be saying it. But then maybe people need to broaden where they're reading. So you're saying our listeners aren't reading the right articles? I don't know. I don't know. You can't say to people, you've got to pick and choose what you know. If someone no, it reads, sounds, it sounds like... For example, you get the Times, is that right? Yeah. So let's say that is your main source of news. You would expect a balanced, uh, a varied list of articles, some talking about the house prices, some talking about the stock market. So if they haven't talked about the highs in the stock market, they're not giving a uh, the positives. They are doing the scaremongering. Or you'll probably yeah, read something. Some guy in the Times will write, FTSE all-time high. Is it going to crash? Yeah. You know, they won't put the good news bit in there. When it's at a low, or FTSE at lows, it's time to get out. And when it's high, FTSE's at highs, it's time to get out. There's never the good stuff about, you know, stay invested for the long term and all this type of stuff. Apart from um, Ian Cowie, in the Times, when he talks about his share tips, he does sort of say he, about investing for the long term. So there is sub balance. Yeah. I give, I give <laughs> not, him one journalist there. Give him one journalist. Well, I, I, yeah, well, maybe there is an issue with journalists, but then I think readers do have to maybe just not read, every, just you can't expect everything in one place. So you're saying don't read the articles? No, I'm saying read the articles, but I'm saying it may be sometimes you've got to look in more than one place if you want different sources of information you question yeah and and i think um but people aren't going to buy eight newspapers no and you would hope that a particular publication will have a balanced view on things okay and is it the job of gone i was going to go back to the bit then you said about sort of um scaremonger i do sometimes think that things can become self-fulfilling when they when you talk of negativity and then people feel negative and then act negative and then it does become a bit self-fulfilling whereas if no one reported that we're going into a recession so let's say that was just something that the government had on their lists and didn't get reported there in a way that would be much better we just carry on as we are like you shouldn't want to we shouldn't act differently because we're in a recession or because there is inflation or because the stock markets are up or down or interest rates are up or down. Yes, you will 
it will impact you and you have to change certain aspects of your behavior but you don't want it to be sort of at the the main thing at the front of your mind because you've read it does that make sense no well what i mean is <laughs> what i mean is we know at the moment how massive in, the the inflation is and how high it is and yeah. mainly because it's reported so much but if it wasn't reported and you had just got your electricity bill and it was up higher and you yeah. did a bit of shopping and it was a bit more expensive. You'd be like, okay, I better be just a bit more sensible this month. It wouldn't be this massive story that is. But where's, where do you limit what should and shouldn't be reported? Because if you didn't report anything, where does the information come from like on support that people can get because energy bills are high? Or No, I'm not, I'm not saying don't report things, but I'm just saying it'd be interesting if this stuff wasn't out there. I reckon the whole reaction to things would be completely different. Do you think the media has that much power? I'm just interested because yes. all, we, all we hear as journalists is how um, people aren't reading newspapers anymore and readership circulations are declining. Yeah, but people read but stuff then, online, don't they? And and yeah. I'm not talking about just newspapers. As I said, this isn't uh, me picking a side of the argument. It's um, You might just be an online article. It might be something on social media. So I, I do think one reads something and then it becomes a story as opposed to if no one mentioned it, no one knew about it, you just carry on. Okay, interesting. So it's sort of saying sometimes there's too much information. I do agree there is too much information. And I do think when I was training in journalism, I remember it was the internet wasn't as big as it was and it was, it was more expensive to get broadband and all this sort of stuff so less people had access to it and it was yeah in those days it was newspapers radio and tv and it felt you won't you won't as overloaded it's like you do um on, on the property website that you write for you talk about the halifax house price index or whatever it may be like, do yeah. we need to know on a monthly basis how house prices have changed compared to the previous month but does it give you an indication of the wider health of the economy as well. So if you've got people having more mortgages approved... Yeah, but do we need that? That's, that's my point. Do, 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 do I, not as, as Joshua Gerstle, the financial advisor, do I, as Joshua Gerstle, the individual, need to know how many people are getting mortgages in the country or whether house prices are up or down 5%? It's not going to make any difference. If I'm trying to buy a house or sell a house, I'm going to base the valuation on what the estate agent gives me. And what's the estate agent using? Well, that he's he needs to know that. That's his job yeah. to give me that information. I don't need to know that we're up six point two eight percent and there's less mortgage approvals in the month before, whatever it may be. I just need to know what can I get from my house. Again, I'm just saying, is there too much out there? I, yeah, I do. I can see an argument for there being too much out there, but then you've got to segment who's accessing different information. If if we only want estate agents to know what's going on in the Halifax house price index so they can then tell sellers or inform sellers. It's a tricky one. Yeah, the flip side is we don't want to hide information. You don't want people not having yeah. access to to information. So it's sort of, uh, I don't know what the, the correct amount is, but there probably is too much out there um, that causes alarm and panic. But don't is that not just now because people want to be more informed? I think in the old good old days, people would have trusted 
well, maybe not in so much estate agents, but they would have trusted financial advisors to give him the information. But now people want to be able to have more control themselves. I don't know what, I'm not sure what the financial advice bit is related to that. I think I mean more because in the past you would have trusted experts. And I'm guessing saying in the past, maybe journalists would have been seen as experts as, as well and financial advisors and maybe even estate agents. So they would have, people would have had authority just to say, this is what's happening. So you maybe didn't need all these different sources of information because you just trusted people more. But now people want to have the information themselves first so that they can then go to a financial advisor or go to an estate agent and say what they want. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think of, relaying that. it's a very broad, well, you know, we're talking very broad here. So it depends what information yeah. we're talking about. Um, I don't know what the answer is on that one. I'm trying to think of a, an example. I can't think of a, I can't think of one. If you look at property, I guess, before um, Zoopla and Rightmove or whatever, I guess you would have had to rely on the Halifax House Price Index or other data to tell you what your house was worth because you couldn't go online and do instant valuations and you couldn't see all these old, you couldn't see what other properties were selling for yourself because there wasn't access to the internet. But now with all this information around, you can. Yeah. So would people rather have all the access to information so they can... No, that's different. So be able to see a an indicative value of your property... Yeah. That's like a that's a fact. Not necessarily it's right or wrong, but it's giving you a piece of information. That's not a news story about it. So that's something that's good to have. But to get that information, you've got to be willing to give your data or to sign up to newsletters. So should people be more willing to? Well, do doesn't that just appear on Zoopla? Can you do that? For, I guess you can do that for free. Yeah, without signing up. But in some cases, you may need to register if you want alerts and that sort of thing it's often so i think my point is there may be some free tools you can use to get information online but often if you want more detail you may have to sign up and that means giving up your data and then being spammed with emails and then you don't always know where that data is going whereas if you're going if you use newspapers or other online editorial sources often that's free or you know what you're paying for. So it could be more, in my view, reliable and sometimes objective. Okay. Almost, it should be objective. Well, I think it's that when you read an article, yeah. you're getting someone's opinion mm. as opposed to a report is, is usually give, just giving you the facts. If we're talking like a house prices or foot to 100 value or something like that. If we just if, if journalists are just reporting the numbers in a house price index report, what, I, what where's the opinion? And then they just add some context. And no, no, I'm opinion? not saying that's what journalists should do. Maybe it is. That's not what I was saying. I'm just distinguishing between the two. But I think that's what they do do. Do 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 do. <laughs> Sorry. So do you ever? Do you find when you always just give the facts, you don't put your opinion into it? I try not to. I don't think I do. I'm not trying to sound defensive. I'm, I'm, no, I think I'll just report house prices dropped for the fourth month in a row, blah, 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 fell by 1.5%. 
house price growth slowed and then a few quotes. Okay. Some others may do other bits. I think you're nodding because you disagree. I can't no, even, I don't know. I've got to, without reading an article, I, I wouldn't want to yeah. sort of say you're you're doing this or you're doing that. I'll take your word for it. Okay. So what's the conclusion, Mark? The conclusion is, I don't know. I think we're both going to come up with different conclusions. My conclusion would be, journalists are just trying to relay, relay the information. If you're not, if you don't always like it, there may be other sources you can find. Are you a journalist because you like to relay information or are you a journalist because you like to give your opinion on certain areas? I, no, I'm a journalist because I like to keep people make keep people informed so they can make better choices. Okay, well, that's, a nice, uh, that's a nice reason to do it. I like that. It's a good note to end on. Next week, we'll explore why you're a financial advisor. <laughs> Please remember, anything discussed in this episode shouldn't be taken as financial advice. But if you do need support, feel free to contact us on Twitter. You can reach me at Mark Schoffman and Josh at Josh Gersler. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Please leave us a review on your podcasting app. That helps people find us and lets us know you're enjoying what you hear. So thank you for being in for a penny. <laughs>